Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Oh my goodness, girlfriend. All right, everybody. So welcome back to another episode of Girlfriend, Let Me Tell You, the podcast, because I have something to say and I am your host, Latasha. And I just want to remind everybody that this is a podcast that is dedicated to the single black mother for everything that we do, everything that we experience and everything that we're looking forward to. All right. So that's why the podcast episodes that I share are intended to be relatable to the single black mother. That means we will cover topics outside of parenting because we are more than mothers, okay? We are individuals. We love our babies, even if they're adults. We do love our children and we do have instances where everything just seems to be about them. But aside from parenting, we are individuals and we have lives and, excuse me, we have lives and we have interests that are our own. So there's going to be a lot of things that deal with parenting as well as things dealing with being a woman all all wrapped up into one. All right. So I hope y'all like that. I have brought back the original introductory music to the podcast. It's temporary, but I just wanted to bring it back for a little touch of nostalgia. Also, we have made it to episode 100 and I'm looking forward to another 100 episodes and the only way to do that is to keep recording. So today my topic is going to be about the simple ways to break generational curses. It seems like one of those things where there needs to be an intervention or something where everybody needs to come together and talk about what's going on. But you know what? Everybody is not the type of person that can sit around their whole family and say, I have a problem with this and I have a problem with that. Sometimes silence is loud. All right. So we're going to talk about that. Now, for anyone who has their own definition of what a generational curse is, I'm going to tell you what mine is. My definition of a generational curse is when something negative or something that is non-beneficial or something that is going to impact a person in a negative way. It is something that they have found to be instilled inside of them because of the habits of their family members, the family members that they are around the most. And sometimes those generational curses can come from the people, their conversations, their actions. It can come from your environment. It can come from learning from people who are your elders, who are in your family. It can come from just paying attention to things around you and picking up on it, not knowing right from wrong. So generational means it's being passed down and it could be passed down one generation. It could be passed down two generations. It could be one of those things where your elders are sitting around and they're telling you, for instance, a lot of people, not including myself, a lot of people like to whoop their children, beat their children, um, abuse their children all because that is something that used to happen to them. And I dislike it whenever people say, well, I got a whipping when I was younger and look, I'm still alive. It didn't kill me. I turned out fine. Well, in actuality, you, you, a lot of people did not turn out fine as in 100% fine. A lot of those people are suffering those childhood traumas from when they were beaten. And then you take that and you feel like, oh, well, I survived it. Even though you remember what those lashes felt like. I was telling someone earlier this evening that my granny and I were playing one day and she had a, she had a belt or she had a switch. She had something and she hit me with it by mistake, but it hit me on the back of my arm and it stung and it just stung. It seems like for the rest of the evening. And when I was younger, I used to get a lot of whoopings um, from my mama and she used to, boy, she used to beat me 
and it hurt so bad. But whenever my granny hit me with that switch or that belt or whatever it was she hit me with and it stung, I was like, man, that was just one hit. When I was a kid, a young kid, I used to get hit more than once. I used to get hit more than five or 10, 15 times with a belt. And each time it felt like that. And that sting, that initial sting hurt for a long time. So imagine the ones that came after that. Well, I don't whoop my child. I also remember whenever he was potty training, because when I was younger, I got a whooping for everything. And if you ask me, I was a good kid. I didn't get in too much trouble because I was afraid of my mama. So I wasn't doing enough stupid stuff to, to just be punished all the time. But I got a lot of whoopings. And whenever my son was potty training, I remember he had uh, peed in his underwear and I popped him like pop, 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 pop. And I was like, you don't need to be peeing in your underwear. You're potty training. You should know better. And as I was talking, I was like, what the hell? He is potty training. If he was potty trained, then it would make sense kind of to punish him some kind of way, even not even by putting my hands on him. But he was in the process of potty training, which means there was no reason for me to hit him. And and I didn't hit him anymore because that was crazy. And then I also remembered what it felt like to get a whooping. It felt like that night my granny hit me across my arm. Like if you know what it feels like, then why would you inflict that same pain on your child? The person that you brought into this world who did not ask to be here but you are inflicting that same pain on them and you know what it feels like. And there are some parents who will beat you until they're tired. They'll beat you until their anger from whatever they had going on before until that has passed. Like there are people who don't know when to stop. There are people who will whoop you because they know you're not going to hit them back, which I've already done an episode on this and I've had conversations about it. And I feel like if you are an adult or anyone who puts your hands on someone else because you feel like they're not going to hit you back, that makes you a bully. Even to your own child, you are a bully. Okay, so and and you can try to debate me on that. I don't want to hear it. If you beat your child because you know they're not going to hit you back and you beat them because you've had a bad day or because you're going through something with someone else and you're not adult enough to have an adult, a conversation with the person you're upset with. So you take it out on your person. You're a bully and you're an asshole. I don't care how you feel about it. So anyway, generational curses could be from you getting a whooping as a child and your parents getting a whooping as a child and their parents getting a whooping as a child. And then you whoop your own child uncontrollably, just whooping them. And a lot of people whoop their children repetitively because they're whooping without a lesson. They're whipping them without even telling them why they're getting a whipping. Like I told my son, whenever he was potty training, you shouldn't be peeing in your underwear because you're a potty training. Yeah, he's in the process of learning. So whenever you have a child who is learning things, it's easy to say, I know this. So then automatically some parents are like, you should know it too. And then you whoop them and they have no idea why you're whooping them because what seems wrong to you could be innocent to them. Or it could be one of those things where they were joking and it's like a joke that went too far. Or it could be one of those things where they're still learning and they messed up and you're whooping them. But a lot of kids get whoopings without lessons being behind it. The only lesson is you got your ass whipped and you have no idea why 
because you were in the yard doing four or five different activities. One of those activities got you in trouble. And now it's like process of elimination. What I get a whooping for? You know what you got a whooping for. I don't. And that was me. So one of the generational curses that are passed down is a lack of communication. Adults who don't know how to express themselves verbally. So they take it out on someone else. And that's one of those generational curses that I think needs to be broken because right now we have too many. There's too many things that we give our children. We give them gifts. We give them toys. We give them electronics. We give them shoes. We give them free time. We give them um, uh, time to spend with their friends. We let them go to after school programs. We let them go on trips. We let them have the best summer of their lives. And there are other ways to teach your children a lesson other than putting your hands on them or beating them. And also, if you're going to be one of those parents who are going to take something from your child, do it in a manner that's going to teach them something. Don't take their whole summer away. Don't take every electronic away and tell them they can't have it because you're not giving them anything to do in place of that. Especially if you're one of those parents who you rely on your child spending time with their electronics because that's what they like to do. And then you take it from them and you're like, Uh, You can't have it no more. They're like, what am I supposed to do? Figure it out. We don't even know what we want them to do sometimes. It's just one of those things where you, you put them out there to figure out something other than electronics. And then they're smart. They're way smarter than some of us were when we were children because the world is more fast paced now. Everything is online. Of course, there are some things in books, but there's a lot of things online that was not in an encyclopedia when we were children. So when you tell your child, I'm going to take this electronic from you, or I'm going to take this game or whatever, and you tell them to find something else to do, and they, they outsmart you by finding something to do that is not electronically, um, um, what's the word? It's not related to electronics or anything. And then you get mad at that and you want to punish them again. See, that's where the clear communication needs to come in because as a generational thing that's passed down, we don't communicate clearly with our children and we get upset because we were not clear. So that's two things that we can work on. Abusing our children, chastising them with putting our hands on them. That goes together. And then we also need to work on clear communication whenever we talk to people. That's it for that one. Now, there's another generational curse whenever people like to get together and they like to gossip about people. They like to start rumors with people. They like to sit there in a circle and just just he he ha ha and make up stuff. Right now, the way that works as a generational curse is whenever you have a grandmother who is sitting there with her daughter and they are gossiping about people. Every time they bring up someone's name, they got to say something negative. And if they can't think of anything current that is negative or bad or puts that person in a, in a negative light, what they'll do is they'll go back in their past and dig something up and they'll sit there and they'll bond over that. They will bond over talking trash about that person. Then they'll go ahead and talk about someone else, even if they are making up stuff. Because sometimes whenever your whenever your gossip isn't good enough, you like to exaggerate. You like to add details of things that actually didn't happen, but it makes the story so much more juicy. So when you have a grandmother and her daughter doing that, and then the daughter has a daughter, and then the grandmother 
the daughter and the granddaughter are talking and they're all doing the same thing that has been passed down. Now, like I said earlier, a child doesn't know right from wrong if they're copying and following in the same footsteps in the path of the people who came before them. So if my mama's talking trash and my grandma's talking trash and they're letting me come in and I can talk trash because now I'm of age and I am a part of this adult conversation. Guess what? I got some stuff to say too, because this is what I heard and this is what I saw. And I know that y'all are not on social media, but let me tell you, let me show you what I saw on here. Let me tell you what this person said. Let me go to this page. Also, when I was at Walmart, I heard this. When I was at the post office, I heard that. And then I just overheard these people saying this and I was having a conversation. And now you got three generations of people talking. And then what? That woman, young woman, she has a daughter. Same thing. Now you have four generations of people who are talking trash. Now, this seems like one of those things where, well, shoot, what you want me to do? Just cut my family off? You could. You're an adult now. Your independent, I mean, your dependent days are coming to an end. Because in the process of them raising you to be an adult, sometimes they leave out the maturity aspect of it. And you're just following in their footsteps. You might be a single mother. They were single mothers. You might be somebody that's always in, in drama because they're always in drama. You might be a woman who can't keep a man because they can't keep a man. You might be the type of person who likes to sit around and talk about people because they like to talk about people. You might have poor spending habits because they had poor spending habits. But these are the people who raised you. And it goes down from generation to generation to generation because they don't want you to be around anyone else. They don't want you to take after anyone else. They don't want you to be different. They want you to be like them. And that's kind of where people get stuck. This is who I'm with all the time. If my mom is a single mom, that means I'm, I don't have exposure to my dad's side of family. I don't have exposure to other people because my mom and, and her mom and her mom and her mom think they're right. And I follow in their footsteps. But then somebody has to become the one who says, I I'm going to break this generational negativity that is being passed down. And I'm going to tell you the simplest way to do it. If you are a mother or if you are um, an aunt or if you are a cousin, whatever the case may be, and you are sitting around a room full of people, even if those people are just all women, it doesn't matter. And you have a child of your own and you are sitting there and they're talking and talking and talking and talking. Because whenever you find peace in your own life and you're sitting with yourself and you're saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be this person. I don't want to talk about people. I don't know what I'm talking about. I find myself making up things. Half this stuff isn't true. I wouldn't like it if somebody did it to me. And then you go to this family gathering. Maybe it's a family reunion. Maybe it's a Sunday dinner. Maybe it's a bonfire, whatever it is. And you're sitting out there with your child and your family and they start up with that mess. The way that you break the generational curse is you get your child and you excuse yourselves and you leave. And the generational curse for your child has been broken. That's where it stops. Because you took it upon yourself to say, 
I don't want you, my child, to engage in these conversations. I don't want you to go out here and try to make friends with people just so you can talk trash about them. I don't want you to grow up to be the person who goes out and converses with people just to get their information, just so you can share it, just so you can twist people's words around and come back and talk to these people. As a matter of fact, I want you to be a better person than me and everyone else who came before me. So as your parent, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break this cycle right now by removing you from this circle of drama. And that's where it starts. Is it going to be easy? It'll get easy the more you do it. It'll become so easy the more you do it. And the next thing you know, you're not in the group chats. You're not showing up to family functions as often. And that's how you get your name out of conversations about other people. Now, in case you don't know, because you haven't experienced this, you won't be a part of the conversation about other people, but you can believe there's going to be a conversation about you. Because now nobody knows why you don't come around. Nobody knows why you don't answer your phone as often. Nobody knows why you're not available. Nobody knows that. And because they don't know. And because they do know that you're not answering your phone and you're not talking to anyone. Because they know that no one is having their text messages answered. Because they know that you are not going around visiting anyone's houses. You're not hanging out at spots where they can find you. You're not talking mess on social media. That lets them know, hey, she's not talking to you or you or you. Because she's not talking to me neither. So let's talk about her together. And that's how it happens. You become the center of their conversation. You are the new subject matter. And it doesn't matter because you are not a part of it. And that is one simple way to break a generational cycle that does not benefit you. It's going to hurt you more than it's going to help you. And you don't want to put that on your child. So as a parent, as a mother, as a single mother, or even as a married mother, as a parent, your responsibility is to raise your child to be a good person, but also a better person than you. Because no one is perfect. And I'm not saying you're going to raise your child to be perfect, but you can definitely raise them to be better than you. You can teach them how to treat people. And if you're not quite sure how that's supposed to work, again, we live in a world full of technology. Look it up. There are a lot of self-help videos. There are a lot of self-help books. And, and believe it or not, we are raising children in a generation where ch kids do like to read. Kids also like YouTube. Kids also like social media. They like TikTok. Some of this stuff is actually catered to them. You can find a, a, 
uh, a hashtag on TikTok to let them know how to talk to people, how to treat people, how to be decent little boys, how to be decent little girls. You can teach them that. You can show them videos on YouTube or you can show them movies that have lessons about how to carry yourself, how to treat people, how to be nice to people, how to defend yourself, how to speak up for yourself, how to tell people about your boundaries. There, There's all kinds of resources out there for you to use to teach your child those things. There's a lot of information on how to be a decent person. So while you're working on yourself to change some of the things about yourself that you have going on in the same, in the same breath, you could be teaching your child right then, Hey, this is what you need to do. Okay. Watch these videos. So if you ever in one of these situations, you'll know how to handle it. Okay. And if there's ever a problem that you can't solve, or if you ever need some help, you come to me. I'm going to be the person that you can talk to. Another cycle that, that, that I dealt with was when I was growing up, I was afraid of my mom. I always felt like if I told her something and it didn't come across right or something, it would be my fault and I would get in trouble. So I didn't talk to my mom about a lot of things. I, I just, I just didn't want to tell her. I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't gonna, didn't want to get a whooping, didn't want to get yelled at, didn't want to, none of that stuff. And your parents are supposed to be your first point of protection. But how can you expect someone to protect you when you are afraid of them or every time you say something to them, it seems like it's going to turn into something where it's always your fault. I want my child to be comfortable enough to come and tell me something that's going on in their life so that I can do my part in protecting them or getting them the protection that they need or whatever it is that, that they're longing for. I want them to come to me first. Will they always come to me first? Of course not. Of course not. But I don't want my child to ever be afraid to talk to me. Because that's how a lot of kids get bullied and nobody knows until it's too late and they've committed suicide. That's how kids get bullied. <laughs> the parents don't know. It goes too far and they hurt someone. That's how kids get molested. Because what if I tell someone and then they blame it on me? What if I tell someone and they don't believe me? Who am I going to tell? So we have to break these cycles where our children don't trust us, where our children are afraid of us, where our children are us. I've heard women say, I don't want a daughter because she's probably going to be just like me. And, and that's a problem. That's a problem. Because if you don't want your child to be like you, that means you have some stuff that you need to work on. Okay. Because they're going to pick up on what you've been doing, especially if you're one of those parents who raise your children, you're in their life, you're active. They're going to pick up some of your habits. They might even pick up your looks, might be a spitting image of you. Now, another generational cycle that we need to break is financial. Um, what's the word? Financial um, literacy. I think that's what I wanted to say. We need more education on finances, money habits, saving money, not spending money as soon as we get it because we know we're going to get some more because even though we're going to get some more, it might not be the equivalent of what we spent or what we wasted. So we need to get some financial literacy for ourselves and for our children. 
And if your children are still young adults or if they're toddlers or if they're preteens, teenagers, elementary school, you can get them started on financial literacy because you know what? They're going to be asking you for money for stuff because they don't have none. Some of them aren't working because they're involved in school activities or school sports. So they're going to be asking you for money. Teach them the importance of money. They know they need it. They know they're going to need it. So teach them this is this is what money is for. This is how you get money. We're living in a world where you do not need a degree to start a business. You do not have to be an adult to start a business. Get some creativity about yourself. And I'm going to teach you how to how to appreciate money. Because sometimes adults get into a position where they get a job, where they make more money. So they feel like everything that I could not get my child before I want to get it for them now. And then you go from, from being broke and no, you know, no real, not really prioritizing your, your responsibilities to now I got more money. I'm still not going to prioritize my responsibilities, but I'll make sure my child has everything they want. And that's not the way you do it. There's too many ways to invest your money. There's too many ways to grow your money. And whatever you're learning, you can teach your child too. Because again, you don't need a degree to do real estate. Certain aspects of it. You don't need a degree to do stocks. You don't need a degree to invest in a startup business. You don't need a degree to to bake cakes. You don't need a degree to wash cars. You You don't need a degree for none of that stuff. And if you're lucky enough, you can get on a TV show and then go from there and grow from there and all kinds of stuff. So we need to break the the generational cycle of um, financial ignorance. We need to break that. And, And again, if you're alive and you're making money or you have money, you are not too old to learn a little bit about finances yourself. Okay. So the fact of breaking generational curses or breaking generational cycles that no longer serve us or actually never served us is to actually step out on your own because we are not living in a time where we have to be dependent on our families anymore now back in the day when there were encyclopedias look by the time they printed those encyclopedias some of that stuff was already outdated just like when they put something on the internet by the time you get to it it's probably outdated That's why there's so much stuff on Google. If you Google something and you look at the date, there is something that you can look for now and it could be dated 2022. And we are in the month of November in the year 2023. And you can look at something in 2022 and it is outdated. Phones are updating all the time. The systems are updating. The programs are updating. The styles are being updated. Everything is being upgraded And so everything that we learning, everything that we are learning, all these resources that are available to us, jump on them. There's too much free stuff out here for us to still be going around our family saying, hey, can you help me? Hey, can you can you just give me a loan? There's different ways to get loans. You don't always have to depend on your family, especially if you have a toxic family that's going to hold it against you. Especially if you have a toxic family that is going to talk you out of your idea because it's stupid. 
especially if you have a family who is not going to be supportive of you. They have to talk about you and gossip about you and and talk about how you're not going to do anything. And they help you sabotage yourself because they don't believe in you. There's too many resources out here for us to keep running back to people who are going to tear us down. And then to introduce your child to that behavior. That's bananas. But when you know better, you do better. I know there's a lot of people who are listening to this episode. A lot of people who haven't heard this episode, but they need to. And they're saying, look, my family, they, they are, look, they get on my nerves. I don't like to talk to them. I don't like to go around them. I don't like when they come around me. I don't want to be around them. I don't want to do nothing with them. I don't want to be in the group chat. I don't want to go on this family vacation. What am I going to do? But, but I got to go. I got to go because they family. There's a lot of people right now saying, forget that. I want to do something different. But you claim you don't know how. That's because some people have been cooped up into that family circle so long that they don't even know how to break away. When you get a break from your family, you don't know what to do other than run back to your family. If you have a cell phone, a smartphone with internet, you better start Googling. If you have a smartphone, you better get on some of these social media apps. You better get on TikTok. You better get on Instagram. You better get on YouTube and you better figure out what it is you need to do to get to where you want to be. You better figure out where you need to go to meet the people that's going to make you progress in life. You better figure out what interests are going to bring you in some money. You better figure out what programs are going to help you raise a decent child. You better figure out what people are going to help you move to the next level, what programs, what jobs, what, what uh, resources. There's too much stuff out here for us to say, my family, my family, my family, my family, my family. My friends, my fake friends, these friends that come up, people don't care about me. If you already believe that people that you are around do not care about you, they don't have your best interest at heart. If you truly believe that, and I know this is a hard question to answer because some people don't have an answer, but why do you keep running back to them? It's that dependency. You don't know how to release because you're worried about what somebody else is going to say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Whenever it was 2007, it was 2007. And I had, um, I was driving a Chevy Impala. I've been driving it since 2004 and the car was in my mom's name and the payment was $400 a month and I was making it. I fell behind a couple months and then I moved to Texas and I used to sell cars. There was one car. I can't remember what kind it was, but they were saying, if you sell this car, you get a $1,000 commission. I sold it and I sent my mom $800 to catch up on the two months that I was behind on the car payment. So as far as I'm concerned, I was caught up on the payments, but after paying on it from 2004 until 2007, I was like, this car should be paid off by now. Right. And she wouldn't tell me how much was left to pay on the car. She wouldn't put the car in my name. None of that stuff. So I was like, you know what? It's your car. It's in your name. You take it. So in November of 2007, I was living in Greensboro, North Carolina. My mom was living in another state. 
and I put the keys on the counter and I said, you come and get it when you're ready for it. That was in November. And then I started riding the city bus, my first time ever riding the city bus. And lo and behold, that was in November. I rode the bus in November, December, and January. I found that I was pregnant. But before I put those keys on the counter, because I'm an only child, I'm my mother's only child. And before I put those keys on the counter and before I had that conversation with her, I kept saying, I can't get the car back because she's going to be mad. I know she's not going to put in my name, but if I stop making payments, she's going to be mad. Now, keep in mind, I wasn't with her when she picked the car out. She brought it to me and said, you like it? I said, yeah. She said, okay, you can have it. It's going to be $400 a month. I never saw um, a car payment slip. I just knew that she was telling me to pay $400 a month, right? So I'm still thinking, because I had contemplated this a few months before. Like, just get a car back. She won't put it in my name. So why am I worried about it? It's not hurting my credit. But anytime I make a payment, I'm helping her credit. I need to build my own credit. I'm an adult at this point. And so I kept thinking, I'm going to make her mad. I'm going to put more stress on her because she'll have to make the $400 payment, all this stuff. And then finally, I said, if I stop making this car payment and she does get mad at me, what do I have to lose? Because I was no longer living with her. I didn't owe her anything other than this $400 per month for this Chevy Impala. What do I have to lose? She doesn't pay any of my other bills. She doesn't give me any money. I don't live in her home. She doesn't have like my health insurance wasn't in her name. My cell phone wasn't in her name. The only thing that's tying us together that's binding us is this car. And so I also said, all right, if I give the car back, how am I going to get to work? How am I going to get around? Because I don't want to pay for a taxi every day. And then I said, I live on the bus line, which technically I did not live on the bus line, but I live three quarters, about a little over three quarters of a mile from the bus stop, which meant that because at the time I was working at Target, the Target retail store, I would have to wake up early enough because I had had to be at work. I think I had to be at work at 630 because the store opened at seven. I had to be at work at 730 because the store opened at eight. Anyway, it was between 630 and 730. I had to be at work. So that meant that I had to wake up early enough to walk a little more than three quarters of a mile to get to the bus stop, to get on the bus, to get to the depot, to get on another two buses to get to work. And I said, is it worth it? So before I actually put the keys on the counter and before I had that conversation with my mom, um, I walked up there one morning and it was dark I walked up to the bus stop I got on the bus actually I missed the first bus luckily there were two buses that came on that route I missed the first bus the second one came about five minutes later and I caught the bus to work and I was like you know it ain't ain't that bad it's not that bad I could do this and then I had to catch the bus back home which meant during that time, since it was around November it actually it was in November because it was November you know it's getting dark early so it was dark when I left home to get on the bus and it was dark when I got home off the bus and then because it was November sometimes it was raining and it was always cold and I had on these thin khaki pants that I used to wear to Target and I told myself I think I did that maybe two days and I was like you know it is not that bad it hadn't rained yet during these two days but I was like it's not that bad you know if this is what it's going to take for me to gain my freedom 
to get loose from this car, to get loose from this hole that she has on me. I'm gonna have to give up this car. And then if I work, I can just buy another one. You know, if I can afford $400 a month with his target job, I get another car. And so that's when I made the call. And I said, I don't want this car anymore. You can come and get it. And she told me, if I come and get that car, don't you ever ask me for anything else. That was in November of 2007. It is now November 2023. And I have not asked her for a single thing. Have I had to depend on other people? Yes, but I didn't have to depend on her. I've made friends. I've made associates. I've made um, business associates. I've met people along the way who have helped me. So I'm saying that to say this. If your family has a hold on you and you feel like I can't make it without them, trust me, you can. There's a world full of people who are here to help others and they are waiting for you, but you have to go to them. You can't sit around toxicity and expect it to get better, better, excuse me, if you're not one of those people who likes to open your mouth and get things fixed or get things resolved. Because it's not going to get better. They're going to continue to be them and they're going to expect you to put up with it no matter what. So when it comes to these generational curses or whenever it comes to these generational cycles or all those things, you are in control of breaking it for you. Whatever that looks like, whatever it means to you, you are responsible for breaking it for you and the generation that comes after you. So you have to protect your children from the very thing that you want to get away from. And sometimes it takes having a child to get away from things because it's like, oh, well, I have my kid. I have to go home. Oh, well, I have my kid. I can't come. And that could be your scapegoat for then. But if you don't have children and you're listening to this, or if you have children and you want to help somebody else, just let them know, hey, stop showing up. Stop feeding into it. Stop showing up. I feel like all of my listeners are adults. And I know sometimes you feel tied up and wrapped up and trapped. But stop showing up. That's one of the things I don't want to say it's the easiest thing to do. Because I know it's not because in 2007, oh my gosh, that was 16 years ago. 16 years ago is when I started standing up for myself. And that means I was 25. Well, that's not bad. 25 ain't bad. Uh, I was 25 years old. And yeah, <laughs> I know some of y'all are probably Older than 25, you're like, so what am I supposed to do now? Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. Go ahead and stop showing up. So that's the episode that I wanted to share with y'all tonight about generational breaking generational curses and breaking um, toxic generational cycles because somebody needed to hear that. Okay. Some of us still carry our trauma with us because of the cycles that we got tangled up in. But it has to be a start. It has to be, it has to be a first step and a day one into breaking these things. Okay. All right. So I hope that this episode touched y'all. I hope it gave you some insight into what you need to do. Like I said, even if you didn't get all the information that you needed from me, what did I say earlier? There's too much information out there on the internet, on Google, on YouTube, 
on the social media sites. There's too many books. There's too many programs. There's too many events. There's too many um, people. There's too many places full of information and resources for you to be stuck. Okay. So if y'all don't mind, go ahead and go to my website, girlfriendletmetellyou.com. I want you to join my emailing list. I'm about to start that back up. Go ahead and join my emailing list so that I can send you some great information. I have a challenge coming up that I think everyone will enjoy. And also I have some eBooks on there about co-parenting as well as parenting. So you can go on there and look at that as well. And I have been doing Tarot Monday on Facebook Live every Monday at 8.30 p.m. If you are interested or if you wanna just, you know, peek in and see what it's about, join me on Facebook Live every Monday night at 8.30 p.m. And you can actually watch the replays because I always post them on my Facebook as well. And if you already know a little something about tarot and you want a tarot card reading for yourself, you can get that done at girlfriendletmetellyou.com as well. I want to thank you all again for the first 100 episodes of Girlfriend Let Me Tell You, the podcast, because then and now I still have something to say. Love y'all. Your girl, Tasha. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you. Girlfriend, let me tell you, oh my goodness, girlfriend.